We want to welcome you all into episode 41 of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko here with Cole Pervis, and joining us back after the winter break is Jeff Christopher. How are you guys doing this morning? Great. Great. It is uh, it's a cold one here at Thorne Academy on this Wednesday. But uh, before we get into any of the topics, uh, I need to monologue something I was told I had to. Um, I suck at pick'em leagues. I make terrible picks. I do not know football. That was what I deserve after that Ravens pick. But we'll get into that. What was the Ravens pick in case anybody didn't watch last week? I said the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Not that they were going to win a game, but they were going to win the Super Bowl. Win four games, three games on the road against yep. better teams than them without a starting quarterback. Okay, yep, and then go for it. Okay, all right. So we'll talk about some TA sports first. We will start with boys basketball. And last night, all three of us were there for that uh, absolute domination against South Portland, 82-61. to 61. Cole, I'll ask you first, you know, going into that game, it looked like it was probably going to be one of the better matchups TA had played all year. It would be, you know, a, a tough game. And, and obviously they beat him by nine the first time. But it started off as a good game, ended. It was pretty big uh Pretty, pretty big win for TA. How did that game go? Yeah, well, it was crazy because the South has been so tough to figure out this year. And I said on the broadcast that, you know, it looked like it was going to be TA and South Portland at the top again because Gorham dropped, had that four-game losing streak. Bonnie Eagle, they have fallen to like 500. So uh, perfect opportunity for South Portland to put themselves right up in Tier 1 with TA. But all they had to do was stay close with TA. They didn't even have to win, and they get blown out. They did not look good, but TA's offense looked probably their best performance of the season and let's not overlook it it's because Will Davies is just so good at passing the basketball that's what sets everything up in this offense gets their shooters open on the wing such an impressive performance and it it was fun to watch uh best performance they've had all season so we'll see if they can keep it rolling against Noble but a great win versus South Portland and it's got to feel good to sweep them on the season after South Portland's had a good amount of success uh against them in the past yeah definitely I mean Will the stats we had 26 points 11 assists nine rebounds almost a triple double and it seemed like he controlled the game from start to finish and I think what was what was Crazy about last night is the the supporting cast, Wyatt Benoit, and um, who's the other guy that hit a bunch of threes that scored 11 in the second third quarter? I Trey Ellsworth. Trey, yeah, I mean, he was unstoppable in that third quarter in that second half. So if those – you know, I went into the game thinking that T.A. was a favorite, but I definitely could have seen them losing that game because, yes, they are 10-1 and one and they're going to be the one seed, but they've had some early game slip-ups that we've seen in person, and – They've kind of let the three ball and the other team's shooting kind of bail them out a little bit to get them back in the game before they take control. But last night they just didn't happen. They, they were, I mean, they were just on fire. They scored. They almost had almost had fifty points at halftime. So I mean, if they play like that, then they're definitely better than anybody else in the South. Now we talked a little bit on the broadcast last night about the North, and they look very strong. Um, so not going to make any prognostications that uh, you know. I think I have them going to the championship at least, but like or winning it probably, but. It's it's what I've seen from them is is impressive. I mean, only having one loss at this point of the season, um, dis- despite the South being a little less less uh, great than we thought it was going to be, doesn't mean anything solid for the playoffs. Um, because if you're a three point shooting team, you can have an off night. But uh, that was as impressive a victory as I've seen because they took a team who, again, defending state champs, um, huge atmosphere, and they just came out gangbusters in the first quarter and just didn't really didn't look back. Uh, obviously, a nice, a nice win for TA, uh, pretty much solidifying themselves as the number one seed at 10-1 and one now. Really, we'll just have to, I mean, just be as, as solid as they were the last couple of weeks and, and win, win good games. And we saw a dunk, too, which doesn't happen often. Yeah. Cole had a great call of the dunk. If you haven't seen it, go back and take a look. Drop, 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 drop the, the hammer. hammer. Drop the I hammer. like that. I like that. Yeah, and that was that was good for Alicio uh, Marcus just because he had missed a couple on the past broadcasting against Wyndham and, and – um, 
Scarborough as well, but good for him to get that dunk. And we'll move over to girls basketball, who is staying undefeated. Last night they were down by more than 10 at halftime, then down by four uh, heading into the fourth quarter and came back to win 58-55. to uh, Great win for the girls, still undefeated. They have Gorham on Friday, which would be our Hoops for Hope game, um, but obviously that may get moved. But looking to next week, I'll ask you both, they have Chevrus. You know, Chevrus has been a great team this year, one of the, the dominant powers in Class AA North. Now, how does TA match up against a team like that, even though they haven't really had any common opponents? Well, for the first one, Hoops for Hope. Um, so basically, just keep an eye out on the social media. They yep. may move the Hoops for Hope before they even talk about moving the game on Friday night because there's so much that goes into that. There's a lot of people that have to be invited, a lot of people that are working. <coughs> excuse me, the, the lobby, and they invite all the all the kids and their parents. So they may move that. We'll keep keep an eye on the social media pages. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever, even if they don't move the Gorm game, um, they may move the Hoops for Hope. But keep an eye out. So how do they match up? It's it's tough to tell because I mean yesterday was kind of a wake up call. Like we didn't see any of the games we were broadcasting ours, but they were down at halftime and they would not play well against a, a South Portland team who's not really seen as one of the top teams. So what I've seen from them is again they're so balanced. I mean they have three or four players that um, you know that that kind of have to step up or, or not can't not have to but can step up on any given day. So we haven't seen them against a lot of the real top teams. Like Chevrolet is is really a top team. Like who's going to be the one to take the ball if they're down by eight? In the middle of the third quarter, who's going to be the one like, all right, I got these next three possessions. Let us let's get it back in the game. Mm-hmm. We think it might, could be Dow, could be Sulikowski, could be uh, again a host of, of them. But who's going to be the one really to take that the reins? And I think Wednesday is going to be a, a great challenge, win or lose. I think it's going to be great for the team to really have that that um, that adversity. Besides, you know, playing against South Portland, yes, they were down. That's some adversity, but they're better than that team. And and for them to come back and win is not that surprising. But if they can do the same thing against Chevrolet, then that's really a a feather in their cap is we're more than halfway through the season. Playoffs are only a couple weeks away. Yeah, Yeah, you're exactly right. The first time last night that they've really been playing from behind all season and who is going to take command, who's going to be a leader and step up and hit a big time shot for them because uh, they, they shoot so many threes. And if you get to the civic center, of course, we've talked about it so many times you could have a bad day and, and that's your season, but it's great. Uh, Massive music dropping out was huge for this team because they pick up two great games against great opponents. They get Mm -hmm. another game against Gorham, who's maybe, the next best team in the south and then they get chevrous and that's a game that you really have to play um and for us who talk about it just judging this team and where they stand in in the state conversation it's going to be so huge to have that game against chevrous because you never know if maybe the north kind of like boys the north is just way better than the south and ta is playing weaker opponents in the south because nobody's really stepped up in that division but uh just getting a little glimpse of that talent up north and playing against them in a powerhouse team in chevrous will be great for them and uh we'll see if they i think they can pull off a win i think they have enough players and they don't really have a weakness on their team they've been rolling so far and haven't really done much wrong except for nearly getting upset yesterday at south portland but i think they have a good chance to win that game against chevrous but they've won a lot of different types of games too one last thought is that because i know when they played scarborough uh we were doing the alumni broadcast and i was talking to coach marston about getting an interview and he they won that game like really low scoring and he basically was saying how it was a bloodbath and it was really ugly, but they won a really ugly game besides having that really good finesse game that can score a lot of points. So I think that's the most impressive thing is they're winning all these games in very different ways. Yeah, I agree. And I think the one thing to look forward to that, that Wednesday game is that if they are to go down, similarly how to how they went down against South Portland, you know, 10 at half or even like five or six going in the fourth quarter, it'd be a lot harder to come back in a game like that because you know, players like Matty Fitzpatrick are going to take control of a game like that. Um, we'll look at boys' hockey now. Two big matchups uh, coming up this 
uh, week and weekend. Uh, on Thursday, they play Falmouth for the second time, their second matchup of the year. They lost the first one 5-2. to two. They pretty much got dominated in that game. They're only lost the season. And then Saturday, they play the reigning Class B champions, the Brunswick Dragons, who are undefeated as, as well, not as well because TA has lost, but the only really undefeated team in Class B. This boys hockey team, we've seen them a couple times. Jeff, uh, it's been... Uh, a pretty good, obviously. There were a lot of questions coming into the season um, with a, the loss of seniors. Some guys have stepped up. You know, wh- what are they going to have to do if they want to be found within Brunswick? Yeah, so far, I mean, definitely been impressive. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the really important thing for them, again, who is, you know, they lost so much, not only just goal scoring, but leadership from last year. Uh, I liked what I've seen from, from the other guys. Um, scoring on, I think, the games that we've seen is, you know, using your power plays to your advantage, mm-hmm. uh, making sure, you know, getting the other team frustrated, they commit penalties, and you convert on them. That's that's really that's the name of the game uh, in high school hockey. So what they're going to have to do, I mean, against Falmouth, I mean, you look at it last year too, is they had a lot of matchups against Falmouth, and, and Falmouth is going to come in very confident, not only because of the past between the two teams, but because of the five to two win. So you really have to come in and, and, and establish early. If you can get out of that first period up one to two to nothing, mm-hmm. to say like, hey, look, we're gonna, you know, it, it's one of those, it's one of those games that it, it's it's almost like a balancing act because I think if if Falmouth scores a goal or two early, it could get really lopsided again. But yeah. if Thornton Academy scores early, doesn't mean it's gonna be lopsided TA's way, but it, like it could be very close. Yeah. Against Brunswick, it's a little tougher because yeah, they're Class B, but again, defending state champs undefeated, they just have one draw or one tie. Sorry. Um, so, like, but do they see them very often? No. I mean, it's not a team that they, they scout probably very much. So those are kind of really the fun matchups to see when you play a team um, that you don't see very often and, and two of the top teams. So far, I'll, I'll give I'll give the, the boys hockey team a solid A for the season. You know, yep. just the one loss, I mean, that's impressive. And, and you know, I'm not going to change my prediction yet on their state championship aspirations, but um, if they keep rolling on, if they, if they can win, if they can get out of these games 1-1 one one or 2-0, or then it's like game on. They could definitely be, you know, definitely a contender for to go all the way to states. Yeah, they have a very talented team, and and the defense has been very, really, really good. Excuse me. And uh, they'll they'll play some good defensive first periods, but they won't get on the board. And then the all of a sudden they'll have a really good uh, period. Like I think it was the game against Scarborough where they didn't score in the first period, but then in the second they had like three goals in five minutes or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. So they can score quickly, and that's what I like about this team. They can flip a switch really, really quick, and they have some good young goal scorers who are going to be there for years to come. And, of course, Evan Bodette, the senior, is always uh, scoring goals out there. So uh, they have a good future. We'll see. Again, like I said last week, wait until the postseason. Depends on how your goaltender plays and how you play in that one game. So they should be a, a contender for sure. Definitely, and, and they have a lot of great seniors and great captains on this team. One of them we're going to bring in for an interview right now. It's Kyle Lisser. All right, we want to welcome in our ho- our interview, our hockey interview for this episode. I want to welcome in Kyle Lisser, a senior captain on the TA Boys Varsity Hockey Team. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. So the first question I have for you, uh, your team has had an incredible start to the season. You're 9-1 and one right now. Uh, what is what has been the key or, or some, other, some of the keys uh, to your team's success this season? Um... You know, a lot of the underclassmen are stepping up, and uh, that's a big part of our game right now. And um, we're having film sessions uh, before every game, mm-hmm. and um, our coaches are really good at getting down and nitty-gritty into what the other team's habits are. Mm-hmm. So it's um, always good to go into games knowing what other teams are doing. Yeah, definitely. What has it been like for you uh, personally this season as both a senior but also a captain of the team? Um, it's been... A new role, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we got it really. We got really far in the playoffs because of the leadership on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming into that role, 
you know, you don't want to make it about yourself. You want to make it about the team. So I don't think it's just the captains or if you have a C on your chest or not. I mean, mm -hmm. underclassmen, upperclassmen, anybody can say anything and nobody's going to get crucified for it. It's kind of just, you know, if you have something positive to say, say it. If you have something negative to say, keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So last year, as you were just saying, you guys fell short in the state championship game uh, to Scarborough. And then about a week or so ago, you beat them 5-2. It was a great game. I was there for that one. How did it feel to beat them? <laughs> it felt really good. Uh, you know, after the game and before the game, the vibes are just really good in the locker room. I mean, we're all we're all best friends. We're mm -hmm. all best buds. And, you know, we see each other in the hallways. We're always talking to each other. So just going into the game, you know, our headspace was like, all right, you know, this isn't the end of the like the world if we lose this game. You know, I mean, we're going to learn. If you win or lose, you learn either way, and that's uh, a big part that our coaches have always taught us. Um, but we went into that game knowing that we were capable of beating that team, especially with the depth that we had this year, and uh, we that's just what we did. And then after the game, you know, we had a little bit of fun after, and that was that. Yeah. So coming up on January 19th, you guys have a game at Falmouth. Uh, it's the only team you guys have lost to this season. What is one thing that you're working on, specifically your team is working on, to kind of uh, build a, a better game than the last one? Uh, well, we're all really looking to just pick our heads up sooner and look mm -hmm. for passes because against that team, they're really fast and they're really good and their scoring capability is incredible. So we're just going to clean up the D zone, move the puck, get it out, you know, get some shots on net, move the puck around, and th that's, that's about it. Yeah. What is, uh, what's it like playing at Biddeford Ice Arena in front of the always rowdy TA fan section? Uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, we do have the best fan section in yep. the state by far, um, and it's always a great turnout no matter what sport it is, but especially when you're in the barn, it just echoes, and you know you hear everything twice instead of once, and it just repeats. So you know it's really good to draw a crowd. And a couple of the times, the speakers cut, and we didn't have a national anthem, <laughs> so yep. the fan section sung it for us, and that's always just a... Really good thing. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite thing about uh, your coach, Jimmy Gagnon? Uh, his dedication. Um, yeah, he really puts a lot of work into film. Uh, and like I said, the game plans every week change. Mm -hmm. You know, we never run the same game plan. We never run the same forecheck, backcheck. I mean, it's always a different game plan based on our matchup. And I think that without his dedication to watching other teams and implementing our game into when we play them, um, it'd be pretty hard to get where we are right now. Yep. And to finish it up, what is one of your favorite moments from your time throughout your t in the TA hockey program? So can, more even if it's not this year, but sometime in the past, um, what's like you've been one of your favorite moments? Uh, when I was a freshman, we had a bus ride to Exeter because we had like a three-game round robin down there. And mm -hmm. um, you probably know Brady Forbes, and I yep. was in the bus with him. And the way it works is, like you know, the freshmen sit in the front and sophomores and the seniors in the back. So... Mm -hmm. I was a freshman, I was sitting up front, and uh, our goaltender at the time, Gage Tarbox Belanger, he was a sophomore, so he was sitting right behind me, and he went to the back of the bus to go to the bathroom, because we were at a coach bus, and you know, yeah. and we have snack packs that we always pack, and yep. there was little cuties, you know, little oranges, yep. Yep. and Brady Forbes stood up and hummed one as hard as he could <laughs> right at Gage, and uh, yeah, Gage went down pretty hard, so that, that, was, that was good, but this year, it, it's got to be just the locker rooms before practice before games bef after games mm -hmm. after practice i mean it's always just fun to be around the guys not you know your heads don't have to be just at hockey at that moment and you yep. know you're around your team you're around your friends and mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're going to be our friends whether we succeed at the end of the year or not mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah all right we want to thank kyle Lasur for coming in for this interview and uh, good luck this season thank you it's great that we have all of our, our listeners both uh 
you know, some people hear that, you know, I know my mom and dad listen. I'm assuming your mom and dad listen, Cole. But Mine don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also people uh, who go to TA and in the TA community. We know that the boy, that we know that Mr. Pulsifer's uh, yearbook class listens because I'll walk yes. in sometimes and they'll be, especially <laughs> some of the players on the some of the teams, and they'll be judging every word that we say. So oh, yeah. Yeah. shout out to them right now. You have a deadline, so you should get that done. <laughs> All right, well, we're moving over to professional sports now. We'll start with the NFL. Uh, great. I would say great wild card weekend. Lots of great games. Some some games I thought would have been blowouts weren't blowouts. You know, looking at pretty much all of them were at one point. Yeah, and then not then only one of them ended up being. Yeah. So. Chargers Jags was uh, incredible. Same with the Bills Dolphins game, which I almost was kind of like getting worried because I really wanted the Bills to win. But um, we'll 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 just quickly wrap up the uh, the wild card and then we'll look at the divisions uh, the divisional round. So Cole, what did you see from the wild card weekend? Well, first of all, I have to shout myself out because I did go six and zero on uh, the picks. <laughs> Last week for wild card week, super wild card weekend. Actually, Stupidest thing ever. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know when they're gonna drop that because it's permanent now. The seven teams. So it's like the it, NCAA it, when they made the f- the first four, yeah. like the first round or the second round or something. Yes. Yeah, like, is it always gonna be super wild card weekend now? Since it's always seven teams, they gotta gr- drop it at some mm-hmm. point. But anyway, uh, great weekend. And um, my favorite game of the weekend was Giants Vikings because, like yep. you said, a lot of those games were blowouts at some point. But that was just a great game between two great teams, and the offenses were just uh, trading big plays. And Saquon Barkley had a big playoff moment with two touchdowns and he kind of took over the game in that second half and Daniel Jones he I was skeptical of Daniel Jones coming into this year but uh he's really proven it under Brian Dable and um they have a lot of firepower I don't think that they will beat the Eagles this week but it was good for them to get uh one playoff win and got Chiefs Jags this week which I think will be a better game than some people think and um of course Bills Bengals is going to be awesome and the two games the NFC should be good too so my takeaways, first of all, I didn't make picks, but I would have gone 4-2. Uh, I would not have gotten the Giants game right, and I wouldn't have gotten the Jacksonville game right. Um, but my takeaways, again, could have been blowouts. All four games, five games could have been blow. or how many games were there, six? Six, six games. All six games are almost like blowouts at one point. There's double-digit leads by, by a team. Um, I think the biggest, the two biggest losers of the weekend, first of all, is Brendan Staley and the Chargers. I don't understand why this guy still has a job. I, year after year, that team underachieves in the playoffs. Of all the chokes that you saw over the weekend, that was by far the worst. The thing Not is, they the don't. Twenty-four. Ch- oh, sorry, you're talking about the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. My mind's in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just absolutely terrible. You can't go up by that much points and, and blow it, uh, even if you're on the road. Uh, and look, Jacksonville played well, but like, they don't change your strategy. Run the football, control the clock. You know, this is where Rex Ryan and I agree on something. Like, you have to, you can change your game plan when you're up. You don't just kind of keep throwing it. The other biggest loser was the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, because that showed that we could have competed in that look. Could we have competed, played well for three games, four games in a row to beat not only the Bills, but maybe you know the Chiefs and maybe the Bengals and then maybe the Eagles? No, I don't think so. But could we have gone in that weekend and beat any of those teams the way that they played? Yes. I mean, the Bills and, and Bengals played like garbage for a lot of that game. The Dolphins did not play well. The Bills just like choked on themselves. And look, Josh Allen has some inter- interception problems. We know that. But like yeah. they were giving up stupid I mean, fumbles. They were giving up long punt returns. Miami had no business being in that game. It was a very entertaining game, and of course, Mike McDaniel chokes on himself in the end yeah. and can't get the playoff on fourth down. That was, by, for me, the most entertaining game. My biggest takeaway, uh, another big takeaway, too, and you mentioned it here, is Tom Brady. I think it's time to hang it up. I mean, look, yeah. yes, their offensive line stinks, but like, if you're going to have a quarterback who can't do anything unless their offensive line is elite, I mean, that doesn't make you a great quarterback anymore. You know, And, and that, that, that interception he threw in the end zone, first of all, the biggest jinx ever. 
when they showed that stat saying he hadn't thrown one in like three years in the red zone, I was like, well, he's going to throw one now, and he did. Yeah. But just like that changed the game. I mean, it was what six nothing at that point, and that changed the game. Never got back to it. He got in, into pouty Tom. I think he's going to come back, but he, I don't think he should. But my, my biggest takeaway, I don't, I don't look anything last week in terms of the Bills and the Bengals. I think still think they're two great teams. I know they played poorly. I don't think it has any bearing on this week. That that game is going to be could be. Epic! I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I, one more thing on Tom Brady. I think I think he'll probably stay, but yeah, I agree. I would definitely retire if I were him. Go take the money at Fox, and yeah. um, uh, can't, I hope he gets to call games next year. That would be cool. But he can't win on him by himself anymore, and he's he looked uncharacteristically off target all season long. It wasn't just mm-hmm. this game; True. it was the entire season. And they fired By- Byron Leftwich, so he'd be working with a new offensive coordinator if he came back to Tampa anyway. Just a bad offense this year. They tried the short passing game. Fournette is okay. They hit Mike Evans sometimes. Julio and Godwin had their moments, but it really wasn't a high-powered offense like we've seen in the past uh, years. It'll be in Vegas. That's that's the best. That makes the most sense. Like Miami, Daniels. Vegas, and the 49ers. The problem is the 49ers have three quarterbacks that they could play already. Yep. Miami. It's going to be tough because of the Tua thing, but then Vegas makes the most sense. Carr's going to be gone. He knows he has a lot of weapons there. He knows Josh McDaniels. It's a good market for him to market himself. I think that's yeah. the best fit for him. But I think I don't know. I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's going yeah. to do. All right, before we move on from the NFL, real quick, we'll just go through all four games, just real quick. Just give me your um, who you think is going to win this weekend. I think Chiefs. I don't think that game's going to be as close. I think it'd be close for a half, but I think game's going to be like thirty-five, twenty, something like that. I think. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl before the playoffs. I'm going to stick with them. Honestly, the only thing, the only X factor is the Bengals' offensive line looked so bad the other day, so bad. I don't think it's going to get any better now. They're lucky that um, what's his face is out for Buffalo. The guy towards ACL play for the Rams. Like the best. Oh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. If Von was... Miller's in this game, it'd be like game over. Yeah. I like, think it stays close. I just don't think the offensive line can hold up. Um, God, I hope the Eagles beat the Cowboys. I think they will, but boy. Well, the Eagles the aren't Eagles playing, are, they're not playing, playing the Cowboys. Oh, wait. Who's, they're, they're playing the Giants. Cowboys San Fran and Oh, San Fran. That's right. That's right. I think San Fran will beat the Cowboys. That's right. I remember that. And then and then Eagles, Giants. I think Eagles. I think it's going to be all the favorites. I think all the home teams are going to win this week, and then it sets up for an unbelievable conference championship weekend. See, I kind of want to pick the Bengals, but I did pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl uh, last week, so... Uh, I got to stick with the Bills in that game, but it's going to be an incredible game. And again, two teams that played sloppy games last week against teams that weren't even didn't even have their starting quarterback. But I think it'll be fine. And they'll be back at full strength. And then uh, I think the Eagles' role. Jalen Hurts has been. If he didn't get hurt, I think he should have been the MVP. And um, people are, you know trying to ride that Giants wave, a team that beat a good Minnesota team in the wild card. But uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be too much for, for Philadelphia. And um, I got to go with San Francisco. I said something about Brock Purdy last week that I want to kind of take back a little bit. I'm All I'm saying is that any quarterback in that San Francisco offense is not going to have a very hard time putting up good stats. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think, you know, I love Brock Purdy. I'm rooting for him. I think it's a great story, but uh, and I hope they go to the Super Bowl. But I do think I don't think he's some superstar that deserves like a starting job in the future. But we'll see what happens. He's there. on Brady 2.0. It's so it's no. crazy similarities between him it, and Brady. No one. It is. And then uh, I don't yeah. think so either. But the other <clears throat> a, the other AFC game is uh, Chiefs Jaguars. My hot take is that the Jaguars keep it really close and Mahomes has to make a big throw late. Remember a couple years ago the Browns came into Kansas City and nearly beat them? I think it's going to be similar to that game, but the Chiefs will hold on. So Chiefs, Bills, all the home teams. Eagles, Fort Niners, yeah. yeah. So That's I, what we hold. I mean, that would just make for the best conference championship. Those are the best yeah. four teams in the NFL. I have basically the same thing except my my upset pick is the Cowboys over the 49ers. Oh, I, I hope not. And, and the only reason why is I would love – I'm with you guys. I would love Brock Purdy to win, but I think – 
he chokes and has a bad game. I could see that, agree. and it comes up yeah. as because the other games, I I don't I don't think there'll be an upset. I mean, Bell, Bang, excuse me, Bengals Bills will be a good game, so I think the Bengals could win that game. But um, I think the Cowboys I think it's gonna be low scoring that 49ers game if if it's close because I think the Cowboys. I mean, they were. They were terrible offensively the last six weeks, but last week they were great. I think that that yeah. San Fran defense is not as bad as Tampa's defense, and so Dak is going to revert to his interception throwing self. I think. All right, a couple more topics before we wrap it up here. I'll, I'll let uh, Jeff take this one. He, he all he told me was I have a mysterious take that yeah. I, I want to say on the podcast. He wouldn't tell us what sport yeah. it was, who it was about, or why he wanted to say it. So okay, this is this is more for Zach than Cole, but Cole. Okay, so I'm going to admit I was wrong about something. What were you? Pretty big. Okay, I was wrong. About the Bruins. Thank you. Thank you. Last I, year, I told you, I made fun of you for a long time being like, what, are they just going to run it back again? The same team? Blah, they stink. <laughs> yeah. And they added Krejci, and now they're the best team in like the NHL, by, like in the by, history of the NHL. By a, by a far like, if they go, I saw a stat, if they go 500 the rest of the year, 500 from now to the rest of the year, they'll still finish like the top games. five or six points in the history of the NHL. That's how good their run has been, yeah. which they're not going to go 500. So they're going to have an all-time great season. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't watch the games. I don't. It's not like I know much more. I'm not saying David Krejci is like the second coming of Wayne Gretzky, but like I don't know how it is. But it's not like a 10 game span. We're talking 50, 45, 50 games. You said they should just run it back and just give it the old shot, and it's worked out. Could uh, they lose in a seven game series though? The, that, oh yeah, they could. The, yeah, yes, they're not yes. like a shooting for the Stanley Cup, but like boy, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. The, yeah, the one thing that I like to say is like the Presence Trophy curse. That thing is not real. It just happens most often because <laughs> because you see <laughs> that's teams, how curses work. Yeah, because you you see teams come in with like 120 points and oh no one could beat this team and they they lose in a, in a six game series or or, or a, a five game series in the first round because they weren't ready they weren't prepared um the the crazy stat is that boston hasn't lost two games in a row and we are, we are in the middle of january that's insane yep they, every time they lose the next game they just now i'm not saying i don't know what's going to happen in the future because i think all those guys are going to be gone in a year or two and you have to sign pasta not yep. too big deal so Last who knows run. but hey, if you can win one this year then who cares right yeah all right, and last topic here. I just got a fun question for you guys. So obviously we did boys basketball last night, and I was thinking about this while we were while we were doing the game. Is and I want a serious answer from both. He's of looking you. up the roster. No, here. that's not fair. No, no, no. <laughs> He's what? trying to scout out. I could be that guy. I could be that guy. I could be that guy. Give me one player who you can confidently say. Now I don't want like a joke. I want serious. You could you can you say you could confidently beat in a one on one on the boys basketball team. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be one of the stars. It doesn't have to be the best player. Just somebody that you could beat. One on one. It has to be varsity varsity <laughs> player. Yes, I'm gonna say if it's tomorrow, if it's playing today, tonight, I'm gonna say Mac Lowe because he's been hurt, and maybe I can injure him or something. <laughs> what? Re-injure what? him? Because then I have no chance. I have no chance. So you would you try? Would you like lunge at him? No, but I back play? him down and hope that is Tom the, Brady slide tackle. No, I wouldn't do something like no. I wouldn't <laughs> do something dirty. I would just like rely on my. Size, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anybody because if the smaller guys are going to run right around me, and it depends what kind of game too. If it's a full court game, then God, I will die. Literally die within five minutes. Half court, still half court game. Like uh, you know, who who am I? I'm not going to beat Alicio, or certainly not Will. I mean, he'd blow by me every time. Like all those guys, a brain would just sit back and shoot shoot threes (laughs) from the Trojan head, Um, and I'd have to jack up threes myself. So either I need to do, I don't know. I don't know. That that's my only chance. Even Harry, Harry would dominate me. I think because he would just run right <laughs> by me. Got a good he, he's mid-range. fast. He's like he looks agile. So that's my answer is Maclo, an injured Maclo. 
<laughs> cool. So give me what I'm saying is give me a couple weeks to work on my jump shot. <laughs> no, no, no. He, because no, Jeff, Jeff went for you. I don't. No, my, my answer wouldn't change if you gave me a month. Oh, for because me. it's one of those things where when I was playing basketball, I would go a day without shooting and I would be bricking every shot. And so okay. give me a couple weeks to get my jump shot back. There's nobody I could beat in a one-on-one on the basketball team. Uh, my handles are garbage. Um, I'm a terrible defender. Uh, maybe I could hit some lucky step-back threes. I wasn't a bad shooter. So, I mean, there's no answer. Give me a – we'll go to – I know it's varsity, but we'll go to TA Middle School and say I would destroy my brother in a 1v1. <laughs> there's so. a few JV kids from the dorm I could definitely yeah. oh, challenge. Yeah. But right, and my, What about you? Yeah, Yeah. so back, back in the day I used to play with uh, with – you know, the guys like Will and, and Eddie and yep. some of those guys. And speaking of Eddie, I think I could take Eddie on a one-on-one. I knew you were going to say that. I, yeah. I, I knew. I, I know Eddie's game plan. I know how he plays. <laughs> I just, I you know, I get him laughing. He gets unfocused. I got him I locked in the zone. So I got... I got Eddie on one on one. I could beat him. And you're tall too. So yeah, I yeah. Well, Eddie's. I could I, I could am, beat but. a lot of them in a free throw contest. I'm really good at free throws. Yeah. But I did hit NBA three to win a thousand bucks once in like this serious? outfit. Yeah, at the Red Claws game. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But that wasn't against anybody. It was against myself. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 41 of Trojan Talk. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you all next week.